Hello everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. As you can see, I am coming from an unusual set today. Um, I've had a, an exceptionally um, frustrating day where um, my building was actually testing the alarm system. Uh, so I've been listening to an alarm for the last six hours, so I've, I've moved over to a friend's place. Um, but today on the show, we're actually going to be talking about uh, success principles. Um, if you have a business yourself, how you can apply those to your business. Um, and I have a very uh, amazing guest with me who has had a very interesting story into her life. I can't wait for her to share that inspirational story with you. So uh, please help me in uh, uh, welcoming uh, Jana Beeman. How are you, Jana? I am doing fabulous, Natalie. So glad to be here. Yeah, it's awesome uh, awesome to have you here. I know that we've been wanting to connect for a while and we finally got to do it, which is, which is mm -hmm. fantastic. So uh, why don't we start first of all with your, with your story and background and how you got because I know that you do a few different things but let's let's talk about your, your background and story first. Okay, well I'll give you the sort of rambling short version. Um, when I was seven, I was hit by a drunk driver on my bike and I developed chronic migraines. And because there weren't medications to help and nothing seemed to make a difference. I started on this journey, even at you know seven, eight, nine, ten years old, trying to figure out another way to deal with the pain. And of course, this was a long time ago, and a lot of people said, "Oh, it's all in your head." Yes, it is, but it's pain. It's real. And so, by the time I was ten, I had started using breathing techniques. And by the time I was a teenager, I found biofeedback. And as I moved through my life, I kept looking for other options that would help me get out of pain or get some control over the pain. And so I went through hypnosis, and of course I didn't just learn it for myself because that would be too easy, so I learned it as a practitioner. And then I went on to NLP and EFT tapping and a lot of other techniques. I pretty much delved into every professional development, personal development, and also the health, nutrition, fitness side of things, trying to solve my problem, which after 40 years of digging, I finally did. I'm completely migraine-free for about the last seven years now. And it, it's taken me on a really interesting journey going all over the place. And the, the upshot of that is that it really helps me help people, and that makes my whole journey worthwhile. I know for you to have such a, a keen interest, I mean obviously not to just to fix yourself, but the reason that you're going through this as a practitioner is because you do want to help other people. Um, and uh, so that seems to be the motivation behind the businesses that you've set up. So tell us about some of the things that you're doing now. Well, I have two sides to my business. I have a health and wellness practice where I use nutrition as well as stress techniques to help people really start feeling better in their body. And uh, I started there a few years back and, and really love it, but then I was called to do something a little bit bigger. And I found that I was working for the nutrition school where I'd gotten my certification, and I was helping a lot of the students move forward into building a business. And because I've had several businesses, it was just a place where I felt like I could be really impactful and help the people who were super passionate and did not have a clue how to get it out into the world and help them do it in a way that worked for them. Most of us who are healers, we're you know, highly sensitive people. We react differently and we're super sensitive to different types of things that other people can do without a problem, but for us, we just get overwhelmed. And so a lot of times, 
the, the students I was working with, they get stuck because it was just too much for them. And so working in the business coaching side, I can really use what I know about success, what I know about mindset, what I know about psychology and you know emotional intelligence to help people get out of their own way. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, for me, I think there's two sides to a business. There's obviously the conscious side where, you know, you have to you know, do the marketing and do the sales and the bookkeeping and all that kind of thing to run a business. You need to have, like, business skills. Uh, but then on the other side, if you want your business to, like, flourish in a way that you may never have been able to dream of before, you need to apply your mindset and your law of attraction um, and other principles to be able to, you know, attract some amazing opportunities um, and growth to come your way that you may not have ever thought of before, you know. Um, so I know that you've worked with quite a few business owners. So what do you think is, um, you know, one of the, the common themes that you see happening for people and, and the mistakes that they make when it comes to mindset and business? One of the big things that I see is I see a lot of people who are constantly blaming the economy oh, it's just terrible out there, I can't make any money, no matter how hard I try, I can't make any money. And they're getting in groups and they're complaining to each other and they're reinforcing the fact that they can't make any money instead of looking at, okay, personal responsibility means if I'm not making the money, then I need to try something different. And just because what I've always been doing isn't working, that doesn't mean that the economy is broken or that I am broken or anything else. It, it just means that if you keep on doing what you've always done, you'll keep on getting what you've always gotten, except when the marketplace changes. So if you're a business owner and you're not moving forward in some way, you're not trying some different techniques, then the old sales ways, they kind of fall by the wayside a little bit at a time. And the same thing in your personal life. If, if you're just saying, oh, why is this happening to me? Then that's not taking responsibility, right? And the fact is that we always have a choice. We always have a choice, even on our darkest days, to at least find the lesson, if nothing else. Yeah, no, I agree. I think as soon, the sooner, as, soon as we start blaming someone or something outside of ourselves, we lose the power to be able to make any changes. You know, we, we lose the power to be able to make the choice, you know, and for me, it's like, well, you know, if something happens to you that's obviously not favorable, um, I, you know, you, you've got the choice to, to view the way that you look at it so you can choose your perception because even for every bad thing that happens, there's something good that comes out of it or some lesson or some life skill that you can pick up from it. And you also get to choose how long you allow it to affect you moving forward. But as soon as you start to blame someone outside of you, then you lose the power to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I see that being just kind of like an epidemic where one person complains and then everybody else joins in and pretty soon they're creating that for themselves instead of moving forward in a different way. Yeah, no, I agree. And then that's the thing, like something as monumental as the economic crisis that happened in 2008, I mean, that was like a, like a big fat reset button. You know, and you're okay, well, game's changed. I need to figure out what the new rules are, how the thing's working, change your, your tactic, and then move forward in that respect. So um, so let's say that someone finds themselves in a position where they, um, you know, that what they're work doing now isn't working for them. What is the, the easiest or the best way for them to be able to seek help outside of that? 
Well, it kind of depends on what their goal is. If they're building a business, they might want to work with a coach who is on top of how things are changing. But you can also really look at what other people are doing. And the caveat here is that sometimes people say they're successful, and they really aren't. So you want to talk to their clients. You want to get referrals. You want to look for people who are really making a difference for the people they're working with. And that can be really helpful. But you can also look at what you're doing. You know, um, when I was working with Jack Canfield, he tells a story about uh, a car dealer, uh, a salesperson, who was seeing the, the sales just tanking in their dealership. And he said, OK, I have to make more money. So I've got to do something different. And he was one of the first dealers in the country who went to a mall and brought cars in and let people sit in them. And his sales went through the roof because he did something different that no one else was doing. And instead of saying, oh, woe is me, there's no people walking in the door, he said, I'm going to try something different and see if it works. So sometimes you have to be a little bit of an explorer to see what might make a difference. And yeah. sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but you learn from it. Absolutely. You know, I'm not sure if you know about this, and I don't know if it's happening in the US, but in Australia, uh, McDonald's uh, obviously is starting to lose a, a share of the, uh, the fast food market. Mm -hmm. um, and especially here in the US with, you know, uh, fresh food, fast, you know, food places like Chipotle and that coming up. But uh, in Australia, they've started an experiment called The Corner. So it looks like you're going into a cafe. Um, it's gourmet sandwiches.